All right, we are back with an instant reaction podcast to Miami's final regular season game of the 2023 season. Miami 45, Boston College 20. Gabby, overall, this was a pretty clean effort on both sides of the football. Uh, Miami cruised uh, over the totality of the game. I like the way the defense responded after allowing a touchdown drive to Boston College on its opening series. And really, the, the offense was moving the ball at will for the entire game. Uh, some of the stats, Miami, 532 total yards of offense. Boston College, only 294 yards of offense. Hurricanes ran the ball for 242, passed it for 250. Um, just a dominant game uh, in terms of the players, the player performances. Uh, Henry Parrish had a strong day, 11 carries for 111 yards and two touchdowns. A.J. Allen at the end went nine for 68 and a touchdown. And Xavier Restrepo, six receptions for 117 yards. Jacoby George, six catches for 89 yards. Defensively, Francisco Maui Noah led the way, nine tackles, two tackles for loss, one sack. We had a couple of interceptions here in what was garbage time. Uh, Ahmad Moten came down with a tipped ball at the line of scrimmage, the big man defensive tackle interception. Marcellius Pulliam uh, at the very end of the game made a pretty nice little athletic yeah. uh, interception for such a young player. So overall, again, clean game. I think both coordinators called a good game good game plan. I think coming into this game, Gabby, you and I were pretty clear on the podcast that Miami from an athleticism standpoint was the far superior team. It definitely played out that way uh, during the course of the game. The only variable that, you know, had to be answered was what was the buy-in like? Um, how locked in was this team going to be in the final regular season game? And I think it's fair to say, you know, especially after you know, the way that the team celebrated those late game interceptions. It was cool to see that. Uh, but this team was still bought in and, and still fighting. And they finished the year with a seven and five record, finished the year with a win going into a to be decided bowl game. What are your thoughts? What stands out about this game to you, Gabby? Yeah, I, th I think the fact that I, I think how they responded, right? I think after that first drive uh, that Thomas Castellanos and th that's the player that we highlighted, right? That was kind of like the guy they had to key in on. Uh, he, you know, made he hurt Miami in a ton of ways, uh, you know, that first drive of the game and the way that defense responded. I think it, after that first drive, uh, they went, I think they had three consecutive three and outs. And I think the fourth mm -hmm. drive, they got like 15 yards and then punted. So after giving up a 75 play opening drive or 75 yard opening drive, I think they only gave up like 28 yards after that, like going into like halftime or, or close to it. So defense responded in a big way. And so okay, I, I was just concerned about how much is this team going to show up, want to kind of play this game. I think they proved over the course of four quarters that they were ready to play, that they wanted to be there. They wanted to perform and it ended up being just really a, a totally a, you know, very, very close to complete performance. Uh, I mean, this is, I think, as as complete of a game as we've seen from Miami all season. 
Uh, it came, it comes on the last game of, I mean, last game of the season. Uh, but I, I think overall it was just a really strong performance. I think, you know, extremely balanced, 242 rushing yards, 290 passing yards. So I think Miami kind of did what they were, what they wanted to do. They absolutely dominated the time of possession, uh, played really, really clean defense for the most part. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that this was a good, uh, Miami definitely needed a win. I think that this was a good, solid, strong win. Uh, to head into a bowl game. I'm not sure what that looks like right now, David, or what like the projections are. You might have a better idea of that than I do, but yeah, I mean, it, this was, this was good Miami football. This was, this was fun to watch. It was good to watch them kind of beat up on an opponent that again, we believed that they were better than. So, uh, you know, definitely tip of the cap to, to the, for the, to the team for, for going up to Boston, getting it done. You mentioned the time of possession. Miami had the ball for 35 minutes, 25 seconds. That's the type of football that Mario Cristobal wants to run that, uh, you know, runs the ball effectively and builds a explosive passing game off of that run. Miami went into the red zone seven times. They got five touchdowns off of those seven red zone trips. A lot of success there. On third down, they were six of 12. They also converted three fourth downs, which I kind of liked seeing too, them being aggressive. I I think this was one of Shannon Dawson's better games from a play calling standpoint. Yeah. Again, it showed up in the red zone. It showed up in those key situations on third and fourth down. So credit to him for that. Um, and yeah, you, you kind of alluded to how this is good Miami hurricanes football. And this is kind of, I mean, it's good that they won this way, right? No doubt. But this is the frustrating part about this team this yeah, year. Definitely results because this does not to me at least i test wise this does not look like a seven and five win team this looks like an eight win team and you know maybe a little better than that but this looks like an eight win team and yeah there's there's reasons why miami's not at that eight wins to finish off this year uh but still miami finished off the year with a win and that's what matters most uh, Xavier Restrepo, Gabby, you and I were texting about this. He finished this regular season officially with 900 and 993 receiving yards, which I think is pretty impressive um, in terms of what the offense can produce. I think you can kind of see the vision of, of where things can go on both sides of the ball, Gabby. Definitely. And look, I've, I'll, I know, like, I've been a little hot and cold on Shannon Dawson. You know, I don't think it's time to move on from Shannon Dawson. I think I think the guy deserves another year. And I think there's something to be said for continuity, uh, especially if you're trying to recruit to something. I think it's that's kind of the most important thing about the program right now is leveling up that talent. What does the receiver production look like if you have – receivers that are slightly more talented than Xavier Restrepo. So um, that's interesting. Jacoby George, uh, I think, cracks the 800 receiving yard mark. And yeah. I wrote earlier in the year, Gabby, or earlier in the week, how I believe this is the first time, it's definitely the first time, like the modern era, that Miami's had two 800-yard receivers on the same team. Um so that speaks to what this offense can be, right? And I think you can see, too, how, you know, Mark Fletcher is encouraging for the future. 
at the running back spot and how the offensive line can really do some good things during this Mario Cristobal era. That's that's never really going to be an area of concern. Defensively, again, like we've talked about this at length on the podcast, Miami has to keep Lance Guidry. Um, they just have to find a way. He's going to be a hot commodity. Um, you know, as bad as the offense was and as much as the offense improved year over year, I think the defense was honestly worse last year uh, relative to its talent level. And I think the improvements they've made defensively are big time. And the way the way Lance Guidry has navigated this season with big time injuries on the defensive line, they've had to tweak their structure from a 4-3 defense to a 3-3-5 going back and forth between those systems. Uh, they've also had some some injuries in the secondary here in this last month of the season that they've had to navigate as well. Um, this is kind of big picture here for an instant reaction podcast, Gabby, but I do think it's important for Miami, for Mario Cristobal to maintain, you know, as much as he can. Because, look, Lance Gizri is going to be a wanted man. Um, so it's a little different than, you know, maybe the Shannon Dawson situation. But I think it's important for staff continuity and kind of building on these systems, recruiting to these systems, leveling up your talent and seeing what you got in 2024 and the bowl game. Yeah, I think there's something definitely, I think it's something we haven't had here in in a while, right? That continuity of just kind of knowing who both coordinators are going to be. And I think there's something to that of just, you know, everyone that's at least returning kind of knows what they're walking back into. And you're just kind of, again, layering those foundations instead of kind of breaking it all down and, and starting from scratch. And I think on both sides of the ball, I mean, offensively too, right? Like again, it's, it's been, it's been up and down, but at least everyone kind of knows what to kind of do. And look, and at the end of the day, like you look at the production and what is that? Again, I don't think that tells the whole story, but I mean, both Jacoby George and Xavier Strepp have put up monster numbers, at least relative to what they've done in their past or what they, who they've been, or maybe even to the, you know, just the overall talent level. Uh, and then to be able to kind of just continue to build on that, potentially add more pieces to it. Uh, you have a system to sell and especially just like in the transfer portal, right? That's about to open here yeah. in, in, in a couple of weeks. You need to be able to look, I mean, guys want to know, especially guys that are transferring and especially older guys that are transferring, they need to know that they're walking into something stable, right? At least the top dudes are going to want to know that there's a stable situation, that there's an understanding. You, you, you can directly relay what it is that you run, how you run it and everything that kind of comes up, comes with it because your staff is in place and you know, those guys you're moving forward with those guys. I think that's such a huge advantage. And I think the way I think being able to honestly deliver that message to recruits and especially on the defensive side of the ball with Lance Gidry, right? He coaches the safeties. I think there's a very good chance Miami's without both of their starting safeties going into 2024 because both Cam Kitchens and James Williams could go off to the NFL. You know, just as you're just going through every again, this instant reaction, this is more deep divey stuff. And we kind of did get into it, but, you know, maintaining Lance Gidry and Shannon Dawson and kind of keeping that core is so crucial for the recruiting, for the transfer portal, for everything else, just from the team, from a developmental standpoint and what all these guys are doing and the track that they're on. It's, it would be really big to keep both of them. And I think it's crucial that they do. Let's end this with Tyler Van Dyke. Cause he had a good performance, 23 of 36, 290 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Um, we saw confident Tyler Van Dyke and we know that confident Tyler Van Dyke can be a good college quarterback. Um, 
number one, Gabby, and he finishes the year, I think, with like 2,700 yards. He finishes the year, I think, with, what, 17 touchdowns, 19 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. So, um, you know, the frustrating, again, the frustrating thing about this team, the frustrating thing about Tyler Van Dyke is the ups and the downs. I will give him, I think, a benefit of the doubt. I think, you know, we, we can... It might be fair to say that the leg injury he sustained against North Carolina significantly hampered him from a mobility standpoint, which made it a lot easier for teams to drop back into zones and, you know, force him to be uncomfortable in that way. Because, look, he's he's not a mobile guy, but today he showed when Boston College dropped back into zones that he was willing to go get those three yards, two yards, four yards as a runner at times. And Boston College kind of got out of those looks and went went back to man coverage, which is kind of what they are. They mix it up, but they're kind of more a man coverage type of defense. Um, So anyways, I guess, Gabby, I kind of assume this is not me reporting, but I kind of think this is going to be Tyler Van Dyke's last game in a Miami uniform. I'm curious. Number one, do you agree with that? Number two, how do you how do you th- how will you remember Tyler Van Dyke and his career at Miami? Yeah, I, I definitely. I mean, I definitely agree. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about definitely, but I agree that this could potentially be Tyler Van Dyke's last game at Miami. Um, you know, yeah, I think it's the ups and downs, and uh, the highs are, you know, he he, he definitely is. Look, when he is good, kind of again beating a dead horse but he, he when he's good he is really good that throw that he made back of the end zone to jo- jacoby george that mm-hmm. you know slipped off the t- i mean you literally cannot throw a better football than than that mm-hmm. so when he, his throws his high level throws are as high level as it gets uh the throw that he made to xavier strip on fourth and four for a 28 yard gain i mean that was i mean he had to xavier strip was the only way to get that he fully extended brings that ball in i mean the highs are so high and the lows were just so low and um you know tyler van dyke uh you know i think he he got you know, tough situation, you know, three different offensive coordinators, uh, you know, that's obviously, you know, but I think for me, I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to remember him. I don't know. I'm going to remember him yet. Uh, you know, definitely frustrating. At the bottom line is winning, right? Yeah, exactly. And that didn't happen here. Uh, you know, there, I can think of all the positive memories, uh, North NC state game when he walked into, you know, I remember being at that press conference where Tyler Van Dyke just kind of said, Oh yeah, what, what, what we're going to go up and beat NC state or whatever it is. And then he throw goes out there and has a hell of a game, backs it up and throws, you know, four, three, four touchdowns and beats a really good NC state team as you know, Blake James is kind of separating bought, himself from many is. You bought his Jersey after that press conference, right? No, I definitely didn't. Oh. I definitely didn't. But uh, I mean, but like, you know, those moments were just like, you know, kind of Tyler being Tyler and him going out and backing it up. And then, of course, the downs of just, you know, this season, last season, Middle Tennessee State, all that, the struggles, um, you know, it's it's hard. There's so many. It's the, hard. The, the, the I feel like the scope is or like, I don't know, the range is so wide of just. It is positives and negatives or good and bad memories with Tyler Van Dyke. But I, pre- I, if this was his last game, I definitely appreciate everything he's done for the university of Miami. He's a, he's a great kid. He's a he's really, a really guy. good kid. A uh, nice guy. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, he put his body. And he always and, did. He always tried his best. Yeah, I he think. did. And he always grinded it out. You know, he always toughed it out. Right. And uh, he never kind of, he, at least publicly, he never complained. He never ridiculed every, anybody. He never passed a long blame. He, I feel like he kind of always owned it. And it wasn't always pretty, but I feel like, you know, Tyler represented represented the program well 
uh, publicly and, uh, you know, all those types of things. So, you know, as, as the person of Tyler Van Dyke, nothing bad to say. And the player, you know, again, had definitely had its ups and downs. Yeah. And we all know the deficiencies, right? We don't need to get into that. But, right. um, but look, if he does decide to move on, I think Miami's still going to be in a in an OK place from a quarterback perspective. Again, I would go listen to our previous podcast to this. We kind of preview transfer portal season and, you know, the close to this uh, recruiting class from a high school level with early signing approaching. Um, and we'll get out of here on that. Again, Miami 45, Boston College 20. We'll find out in about a week, a little more than a week, where Miami's going bowling. Uh, but it is it is good to close the season on a positive note. I, I do believe in that momentum, not only in the in the final regular season game, but I do think it matters too for the bowl game. I think it you got to have that po- those positive vibes going into the off season. So let's see if if that can happen again for the Hurricanes here with wherever they're bowling. So appreciate everyone for listening, and until next time, take care.